0: 18 plus Jerry Eves sports radio. That's a brand name. Like Pepsi. That's a brand name. I stand behind it. I guarantee it. They know that, even if they don't know me any more than they know the, the, the chairman of General Mills.
1: Good afternoon, and welcome to Eve Sports Radio. Call now, 502-571-1080, or toll free, 877-904-1080. You can tweet Jerry at JerryEFs5. That's Eves 5 on Twitter. This is Eve Sports Radio on Talk Radio 1080. <laughs>
2: Welcome back to EVE Sports Radio, broadcasting from Las Vegas, Nevada. Of course, it is nine oh seven here, twelve oh seven in Louisville. It is July the twelfth, twenty nineteen. Fantastic show in store. Of course, we've got a special guest in. It's going to be a hot, heated one because he's a cat and I'm a card. We got Mike Vine. Mike, you better show your allegiance today, don't you? Roll over because I got Paul Washington said standing next to you. Don't roll over because he's bigger than both of us. Don't roll over, Mike. Have a
1: backbone. He's my good friend. Oh, God.
2: Mike Vine sitting with us. Of course, I got Jeffrey Howard, my friend, who's going to be on my side when I have to take Rough Paul up. That's my hitman, Paul. Paul, welcome to Esports Radio. How are you? Good. Good morning. Thank you. Thanks for having me. If people don't know, that's Paul Washington, PJ Washington's dad. And uh, we're going to get into a major discussion about quite a few things because there are important things going on right now throughout the NBA and, of course, college basketball. I think we have is George Williams sitting in the studio, Elliot. Is George in the in the studio with us? He is. George, how are you?
3: No your business. Oh, hey, is that you? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's you, my fault, baby. Hey, now, George, nah.
2: remember one thing: that anaconda is still in the corner, and it can wrap around your neck.
3: Jerry, I'm just I got the switches here at the studio, and I can't cut you off. <laughs> I do like my voice. <laughs> you you can well, you can be heard. And then I'll, and don't be talking about cat fans, man. Mister Washington, good to, good to see you on the show from Thank another you. cat fan. Yes. I mean, so it's three cat fans out there, Jerry. You
2: have to understand, George <laughs> Williams is my co-host on Monday and Friday. Paul, his stepson was Derek Anderson. Of course, you know yeah, D A. Yeah. Exactly right, and you know we hold it against him because he didn't send him to be Cardinal Nation. So I'm still upset with it, that, but I have winner, to deal with
3: it. A winner, Jerry. Ring time.
2: Oh, I got a ring too. Watch well, that ring. I have a ring.
3: When, when's the last time? How many years have been? Since I you had seen one them? before D A.
2: 1980. But how many? Is that the last one they got? Stop that, 86. <laughs> okay, okay, okay.
3: Just, <laughs> See what I have to deal with, Paul? Just checking, so anyway, just checking.
2: Man. Just so you know. But we got George in studio. But let's get started. Paul, a lot of people do not know that you used to live in Louisville. I want you to start there. Tell us about your background.
4: Yeah, uh, moved to Louisville, uh, lived over off Hertzborn. And uh, my son, PJ, was actually. Stay a born. little closer to the mic for me. Thank he you. He was actually mm-hmm. born in Kentucky, in mm-hmm. Louisville, Kentucky. So, what, 20, 20 almost 21 years ago. Yeah, learned to,
2: learned how to play golf in Louisville. Excellent. Yeah, you're gonna be on my golf outing next year. Well, no just just don't
1: have Jerry in your foursome.
2: <laughs> I'm a, I'm working anyway, Popsie. I take the abuse, but it's okay. <laughs> Got you. Then what made you leave Louisville? Uh, the
4: the job I was working for Lowe's. Okay. Uh, went to Bowling Green, Kentucky. From there, and then from there went to St. Louis, and just kept traveling different things. But we were in Louisville for about a year. Okay. Yeah, we liked it. Yep. Actually, played flag football. Funnest thing I've ever done in Louisville. Yeah. <laughs> you play well, flag, flag football. football. Yeah. Great. I'd have pulled your flag, Paul. I, I looked like I was the center, but I was playing
2: quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> I
4: was an option quarterback, baby. <laughs> I
2: got you. With a strong arm. Yeah. <laughs> so as we continue through the process, ended in Houston, correct? Dallas or Houston? Dallas. Dallas, Dallas Texas.
4: Frisco, Texas, yeah. Uh,
2: tell me about the decision there, the high school that you chose, and when did you see the potential in your son to know that he could Honestly, be a professional player. I saw that P.J.
4: was talented, like, in fourth grade. Uh, I coached him in AAU. Uh, You know, he did a great job with the team. We we were called Texas Celtics. And at that time, we actually went to Kentucky, uh, played in Lexington. That's where I had the AAU Nationals. Uh, And he had, like, 36 in overtime, uh, you know, in the fourth grade. And I was like, that kid's going to be special, you know. And then I made him write goals down, what he wanted to accomplish. And his goals were be an NBA player, go to the University of Kentucky, be an All-American, a McDonald's All-American, and play on the USA team you know, as a high schooler. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I said, if we do that, then it's going to be tough to com- you know, to do that out of Frisco, Texas. How many people you know in Frisco, Texas has done all the things that you're telling me you want to do?
2: Yeah, and a lot of people don't understand that, yes. Yeah,
4: so it's tough. So it's, it's a matter of being a, a big fish in a small pond. Mm-hmm. you know. So when he got to high school, I, I coached him in middle school. Uh, I was his uh, middle school seventh and eighth grade coach. Uh, and he just kept developing, doing everything I asked him to do. Uh, when he got to high school, it was just a situation where we didn't I didn't feel he can get the competition he needed. Uh everybody thought he was just, you know, so great, so awesome. And I just thought he was just a regular kid that couldn't even beat his dad still. You know. Mm-hmm. So uh that's when we put him at prime prep uh with Deion Sanders, his ninth grade year. Okay. Uh traveled around, played with Elijah Moody, played with Terrence Ferguson, both in the NBA. Yes. Uh so he played a role. You know, he wasn't a starting, you know, guy averaging thirty and ten. He was the, the fifth man, the center you know, rebounding, kicking out, might have averaged eight or nine points. But, it, you know, he it wasn't his team. And I was okay with that, for him to play that role. And a lot of parents, they're not. They want their kid to be an All-American yes. at every step of the way. You know, you, I'm a firm believer you gotta you got to learn the position. you got to learn your role. you got to be a part of a team. So uh, that was ninth grade. Tenth grade, uh, we ended up going back to – well, we went back to Frisco uh, and wasn't able to play from the state association. They wouldn't allow him to play. They wouldn't play JV. Now, mind you, at this time, he was ranked number six in the country on ESPN. And I said, Do you want my son to play JV, junior varsity and not varsity? You know, just because we decided not to go to a public school his freshman year. And that was their particular rule.
2: Yes. And the Kentucky uh, Association, High School Association has something very similar to that, Paul. Yeah. And junior, a lot of people have to go through, that. To go through
4: that. So mm-hmm. we challenged it all the way up to the state, uh, to Austin. Okay. it appealed it, went all the way up there, and they had seven people vote on it. And, and we, we lost four to three. Uh, and I went up there and testified, the coach testified, all the different things. So mm-hmm. anyway, from that decision, that's when we decided to go to a prep school. With, and that's where we moved out to Finley Prep. To Finley Prep. To Finley Prep in Las Vegas.
2: Let's just back up um, to the AAU. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of issues. Mm-hmm. And George Williams, my co-host, and I, we've spoke about it. We've had callers. The AAU is starting to be a sensitive issue. Mm. But some of the suspect people that are doing some of the coaching mm-hmm. and some of the things that are going on, some of the brawls, some of the coaches running out on the sure. court hitting players. Sure. Do you think that the AAU is the correct avenue, or do you think the NCAA should start to look to rein that in and take it back to the high schools?
4: I think the NCAA has already have too much power, so I think they should stay away from all that stuff. Just focus on what you do. Uh, okay. Stay away from, from youth basketball. Uh, I think youth basketball, I need to do it the way I did it, is – we started at the YMCA, mm-hmm. you know, uh, we went to the, the normal progression uh, and then I started coaching because when I got frustrated with my son's coach in second grade, instead of being mad at him and this guy worked at Target volunteering his time and you know, his son shooting every ball. Instead of so being mad, I started to help out. You know, I walked a mile in his shoe and I became the coach and I said, I know more about basketball than he does. I played. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, but kids at a young age look at the coach and they put him up at like a God level. You know, my son told me, I said, was, he said, why well, he didn't dribble. Oh, the coach told me not just to get a rebound and pass it. Mm-hmm. But, your know, coach never played before. He broke that target. You know, he was – but, Dad, the coach said. So when he told me that, it was a light bulb. You know, so I think more parents need to get more involved, take advantage of that situation instead of being upset and being in the stands screaming, go try to make an impact in, you know, nine or ten kids or 12 kids and that kind of thing.
2: Well, see, Paul, that's, that's part of the issue. You were responsible enough to be able to grow the team, all the players on the team. You've talked about Moutier, yeah. who, of course, people know, signed at SMU, took a different path, went directly overseas and worked sure. his way back. But that's what happens. It turns into daddy Bowl. Sure. And how do you, as the NCAA, when you say stay out of things? Paul, mm-hmm. I agree with that. But when they legislate that the college coaches, Kenny Payne, Jerry Eves, must go through the AAU events and sanction those events, it gives coaches that do not have, just like you mentioned, the experience or the knowledge, the power of control, because you've got Roy Williams and you've got Shashevsky and you've got Coach Calipari and Coach Mack watching. Something has to happen. You said the NCAA shouldn't change it. You had the knowledge and the wisdom. I'm saying 90% of them don't. What do we do?
4: I, I'm still about the community. I think I think when you start to grasp, my father wasn't a basketball coach, but he allowed mine me to
3: either. play. Yes, and mine I either.
4: I great coaches out there. So mm-hmm. that's why I decided to volunteer my time and become a coach because I made it to the Division One level by other men in my life that was coaching me other than my dad. Thank you. So I think it goes back to the responsibility of the parents because most of them are out there with their hand out when they make it. To the nba oh right, gosh, right? So oh, put your boy. hand out early on and start volunteering and get involved you know and that starts with that two-parent household that starts with you know whether it's a single parent whatever but you have to go back to the community so until we start fixing our own problems how can i go out and start having a, a ncaa to regulate what we can't even regulate in our own house
2: This is Paul Washington, P.J. Washington's dad. That strong conversation, Mr. Washington, I'm going to be honest with you, you talked about the joint family, the mom and the dad, which we don't have now. There are numerous issues, especially in the African-American community, and I am an African-American male, that needs to be addressed, and you hit on a lot of those things. Uh, We're already at 12.17, Louisville time, it's 9.17 here in Las Vegas, I've got Mike Vine sitting in with me, and Mike, we're going to let you touch Paul just a little bit, but Paul, we've got some more interesting conversation for you. George, after the break, we're going to let you open it up. Have a question for Mr. Washington. EVE Sports Radio, 502-571-1080. Talk to you after the timeout. Welcome back to EVE Sports Radio. It is 1220. 920 in las vegas nevada beautiful day here i hope it is the same in louisville i've got mike vine george williams who is going to open up with the next question we have the paul washington pj washington's dad paul i appreciate your time coming out i really do george
1: with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere
4: dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom
1: sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time
0: no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky.
1: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
3: Yes, sir. Two,
2: two, two owlcats. I'm going to let two Alcats speak for a second, not long.
3: Okay. <laughs> no. Hey, well, we don't take long, Josh. Keep telling you, catch, eat birds, baby. <laughs> you know what I mean? So don't, it don't take us long to fly down and swoop in and do what we do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Okay. No, but I would agree with Mr. Washington, because like I said, Mr. Washington, when Derek played, it wasn't, the AU wasn't as great then. It was all about camps. And if you go to this camp, you go to that camp. And I didn't feel like that I could afford to send him to all those camps, but I did feel like that But him playing against the best, and we used to travel around the country and go to different cities where I had friends who had played pro ball and lived in different cities, and we got to play with some of the best players. And I felt that that was the best option for him at that time rather than worrying about that. And then the second option I thought, Jared – I never was worried about him being a pro. I was more worried about his academic future and how that worked out. And I knew if he would get the grades and stuff, it would prepare him to be able to be a great athlete and move forward. And that's the reason I think Mr. Watson is right. It's it's all, And we talk about this all the time, Mr. Washington, about the family. If you've got great people in your life and you don't let other people come in and dominate your child and make him have false realities, then you can really help him to grow into a great athlete, I think. What do
4: you think? That's true. That's true. I mean, I, I go back to train up a child in the way they should go. You know, there you go. And, and that, and like you said, it's a two parent household, or, or you don't even have to be into it's some strong men out there that's in, that's involved in their parent their, their kids' lives mm-hmm. as well as women. You know, so. Right. Uh, but it's just a matter of, like you said, I I wanted my son to get a degree. You know, me and my wife both got degrees. That's the key. You know, and that was from our family structure. That was a must. You have to get that. You know basketball's great but it, mm-hmm. it, it and I tell him I'm not paying for college you too talented we both do one
2: Absolutely I know, told my kids the exact same,
4: same way Paul. It, academic or athletics you better figure something out you're going to you find know, a way you're going to find a way Exactly but, uh and 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 like we just dropped my daughter off at uh, SIU Carbondale and she plays volleyball freshman mm-hmm. you know and and she same way you know we, you, you, this is the path you have to go on there's no there's no you know deviating from that you know but yeah it definitely to me it starts at home and I just want to Oh, this plug in. When I was in Louisville in 97, 98, DA was the biggest name there. Absolutely. He was the biggest name. So I remember him well, you know, making that decision to go to a championship program in, in Lexington. So I was proud of him for that. So you did a great job. Did thank, a great job with that.
3: Thank you very much. And and, and one thing oh, I'd like gosh. to say, Jerry, that, that, that a lot of people that I did too, also, Mr. Washington, I had great friends around me. And my friends were, he knew it was a village. If yeah. anyone, came in and told me what he wasn't doing. You know, he paid for it. You know what I mean? I think that's the thing. We we, we are too worried about letting other people help you help your child. You know what I mean? Because
2: what happens, though, George and Paul, when the parents don't know? Because we've got serious issues. Close friend of Mike Vines spoke with him at halftime Mm -hmm. of the Pacer game, Mr. Bowen. Mm -hmm. We all understand with the University of Louisville that for some reason they don't understand the rules. Or for some reason people have made them believe they can bend the rules that ends up costing their kids. Most parents I I'm not gonna say that. I'm not gonna make that statement. I'm gonna say most parents are not like yourself and Mr. Washington. Right. Been blessed. For some reason right now, they're not leading their young kids in the correct path, Paul. And we spoke about this before we came on there, George. We really did. Mm-hmm. And it was kinda Paul, how do we get parents to understand the responsibility they have to instruct their kids correctly and inform them correctly and educate themselves so that they can help their kids make educated decisions. Well, I look at it like this. I coached at Finley Prep.
4: Mm-hmm. I had to recruit kids. Uh, Bowen was in my son's, you know, 2017 graduation class. So I mm-hmm. know the family very well. Mm-hmm. Um, I would tell you this when parents take the money out of the scenario, Do what's best for the kid. And if you don't know, it's as simple as like your everyday household. It's not that difficult. If a man comes to you and you know he's a snake in your heart and you can feel it, you you know what it is. There you go. You know what I'm saying? It's old school. It goes back to when I shake a man's hand and I look him in the eye and I talk to him, then do your homework. But you know right away whether this is somebody you want positive in your life or somebody you don't. So I think the parents need to take the money and put it to a side. That should be the main motivator. How do we do that though?
2: The money is astronomical now, Paul. This summer alone, we're talking billions of dollars are being spent.
3: Yeah, but, but, Jerry, you talking this summer alone? But Jerry, you talking about after you make it? I think Paul I'm is talking like about before you make before it, you Jerry. You no, that.
2: he's he talking is. before they make it. That's yes, I'm, I'm talking about before you make the but, money, but, Paul. How do you make that good decision? Like he
3: just go ahead.
2: What? Well, I think you also gotta look at the long game. How many kids if
4: you if you took a thousand kids in elementary okay. Okay. and they all want to play basketball? Yes. How many of those actually make the high school? Team? There you go. You see what I'm saying? Yes. Not even fifty percent of those. Yes. How many go down to a division one school? Not even fifty percent. So the numbers in itself does not add up.
2: But somehow we believe Oh, thank you. Those, thank you. Know, you. We, yes. gonna,
4: we gonna make it to the our kids gonna make it to the NBA just like he's gonna graduate from high school. That's just not reality.
2: Mm-hmm. And, Your son came came he is now inherited into a group of 4,000 <laughs> NBA alumnus. Do you understand? There's only 4,000, Jerry Eves, ever. Derek Anderson. 4,000 yeah. ever since ever. 1948. Right. There's only 4,000 of us that right. can say we drew a check with an it. NBA logo on right. it. Jack, can but you got every part. Go ahead, George.
3: Jack, I, I like to say this, but and, and you can ask Jack, uh, Derek, and he knows this for sure, and anybody that knows me knows this. Being a pro was never my main objective. My main objective was him to get that degree. I used to tell him all the time, going pro is the icing on the cake, baby. I said because I had too many friends that didn't make pro. I played ball. I'm not a pro. So I know, Jerry, that that yeah, most the people are not. And, and the icing on the cake. So if you send your kid with a goal of getting that academic, see, if you you got to instill what his goals are when he gets there before he gets there. If he's instilled in what he knows he has to do, then he's going to do that. But you know, I mean, I mean, Derek would get offended by me because everybody's walking up to him talking about you going to be a pro. You, I never said you're going to be a pro until we got that letter to saying you coming to Charlotte.
1: Right. You
3: know what I mean? And so his goals were, and when he talked to me anyway, that you're going to get the academics, and every coach knew that if you didn't talk academic to me, you wouldn't, you didn't even have a chance of recruiting him.
2: Okay, Mike. Next question for Paul. We've spoke
1: about Paul, getting away from the money. Ask him about the universities. Um, so Duron Lamb and I talk, and, and one of the questions I hit Duran with is um, why Kentucky? And that's my question to you. But, of course, before he answered or after he answered that question, he looked at me, and he, or I looked at him, and I said, why not Louisville? <laughs> and uh, listen to George. That's George. Be quiet. Um, why not Louisville? And Duran's and answer was, similar to what I think you're going to say, you know, when you when you want to go, when you're shooting for the the best of the best, Louisville didn't come in to his thought process, uh, but Kentucky was there. I'm asking you the same question. Why Kentucky? What what made you uh, go to Kentucky? Besides Kenny Payne, of course. <laughs> well, a Cardinal. It, it,
4: exactly. <laughs> well, for me, <laughs> I grew up in the state of Michigan, and I'm a, a huge University of Michigan fan, right? Die hard. My son knows the fight song, all my family, all my kids do. So, PJ, where was he born at? Louisville, Kentucky. The state of Kentucky, right? So, he, in his mind, that's his choice, you know, where he wanted to go. I got pictures of PJ and, and my other son, Spencer, uh, my daughter, Alex, at a UCLA, at a, at a phenom camp. We went back in fifth grade, and he's got a University of Kentucky jersey on. Sitting at the UCLA campus taking a picture. That boy's been a diehard Kentucky fan all his life. So from a parent standpoint, that was his goal. Remember, one of his goals was to go to the University of Kentucky. So yes, yeah, as so you said. Mm-hmm. My job as a parent was to make sure that we put other schools in there, so he just didn't take the most, the prettiest girl the first time he ever met her. You know, you mm-hmm. got to—is this somebody you want to marry? So as a as a coach, as a parent, I made sure that we had North Carolina, we had Arizona, we had Michigan State, we had Michigan, you know, UCLA. Um, so we had different different schools for him to look at, so we mm-hmm. just couldn't say, I always want to go to Kentucky. And okay. for us, it boiled down to, uh, from a parent's standpoint. we live in Nevada, and Kentucky's way across the country. And for me, being a dominant parent, making sure that all this stuff has been right, mm-hmm. it's almost like winning a lottery. I mean, I have to do perfect to get my son to this spot. Can't take any money, can't be on TV, you yes. can't let all these other people around him do all this stuff. So we had all that, that circle around him. So when I go to Kentucky or any school, the first thing I ask them is, Who am I gonna call at two in the morning to figure out what's going on with my son? You know, because everybody you're all family when you first dating. You know, your family Absolutely. come to my house and say, Hey, we want your son. But are you family when something's goes wrong? Are you family when you know he get a speeding ticket or lo and behold his roommate get caught with some drugs or whatever? You know, yes. we are we family then? You know, or are you a coach that says, Now that we got him and we see those red lights take off, you don't deal with him no more. You know what I'm saying? So Absolutely. For us, Kentucky was a spot that I can call a coach on that staff, and we built a relationship over the years. They had been a recruit; They offered P.J. Uh, like his sophomore year. Okay. A lot of people don't know that, you know, because we don't go out there and put it all out there and, oh, I just got offered from Kentucky. That's not mm-hmm. who we are as a, as a family. Uh, so we so we started dating at that age as a, from a sophomore. So we had two years to, to vet it and look at it. But for me, it went down to development on, on a kid. How is my son going to get to the next level? Do they have a track record of professional athletes coming through here? You know, in Calipari, I, I told Calipari, I said it's like if you you want to you want to win a lottery, and if I tell you that this particular gas station had 38 lotteries or 38 people when you, buy your, when you buy your ticket there, or the you ticket. go down the street buying anywhere else. I mean, so it doesn't take a rocket science to know that they have a track record over the last you know so many years of kids getting to where my son want to be. There again, that was one of his goals to get to the NBA.
0: So it made sense for us.
2: 931. That's uh, Paul Washington, PJ Washington's dad, Mike Vine. I've got George Williams in studio. When we come back.
0: Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect. Like daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Every day we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At US Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, Join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov/careers.
2: Out a break though, Paul. I want to speak to you about the competition level, the amount of players that were at Kentucky when your son chose to go, and were you all concerned with the level of competition? Eve Sports Radio five zero two five seven one ten eighty. Talk to you in a minute. E-Sports Radio. It is twelve thirty four in Louisville, nine thirty four here in Las Vegas. I've got Paul Washington in studio with me. Mike Vine, I've got Jeffrey Howard, making sure that when things get rough in here, Howard, you ready? I know you're ready. Anyway, let's get started because we've got a lot of things to get to, and I want to talk about the trade, of course. CP, Chris Paul, Russell Westbrook. We want to get into that, but. Let's go back to Kentucky and the competition level. Did you have any concern with Kentucky always recruiting one and dunners, and your son being overlapped by a better player? For me, it
4: wasn't. Uh, we're, we're totally confident in his ability uh, to do multiple things. So it wasn't like he was just a rebounder, or just a scorer, or just a assist guy. You know, PJ can can impact a game on many different levels. So for me and for him, the way I trained him. It wasn't it, – it isn't about what other people can do because I know he's a dog. But that goes back to me putting him in a situation at 15-14 against 17-8. I mean, he played against Jaleel Okafor as a freshman. Okay. he come back to me and say, Dad, that's the biggest man I've ever – You know, Yes, yeah. former Duke player, yeah. big boy. So, mm-hmm. so who on a Kentucky roster is going to be better than that? You know, when my kid already faced that, you know, early on. So he's not – not have that fear in his heart.
2: So you re- had no issue with the amount of players in the McDonald's All-Americans that were going to University of Kentucky. You had absolutely no fear. I'm the one who recruited Kevin Knox. Think about it. We had already committed.
4: Okay. You know, they told us, we, man, you're going to be on the wing. Kevin's a wing player. But for me, I New York enjoyed, my, player, son, watched yeah, him play I enjoyed my son playing on an all-star team. It's a lot easier playing with studs than it is playing. Got to go down in average 30 every night. You're looking at a guy,
2: I chose great teammates. You got to tell me, boy. <laughs> Jerry, I agree with you 100%.
3: Yeah, George. Jerry, I'm going to tell you a funny story. Uh, uh, when Derek, when we transferred from Ohio State, and, and uh, Paul, the reason why we did transfer is because, like I always told every coach, if Derek doesn't stay on grade line ready to get his degree, he's we leave yeah, And coach, coach, you know what coaches think? Well, you're going to stay in my program. I said, no, we're not. So when he wasn't, and, and like you said, we had an incident that happened at Ohio State, and no one, I didn't have that person I could call at two o'clock in the morning and communicate. Right. So we picked Kentucky. And one the, and I had a friend named Paul Mullins that knowed Rick real well, and I said, could you make a phone call for him? And he did. And Rick, Rick's thing to Derek was, to ask Paul, do you think Derek could play with the competition you have there? And our motto was, you don't ask for a job. You take a job. I never got upset with a coach if he didn't play Derek. Derek's job was to go in there and prove to him why you should put me in the game. And I think that's the similar way that you looked at it. That's correct. I mean, I, I
4: believe in rolling the ball out. There you go. And, and the best five going to compete. And they're going to play.
3: Okay, well, let me just give you... The other side. But well, we're talking about Kentucky, Joe. You won't know what we're talking I know. about. I'm going to give you the real side. I'm
2: going to give you the first championship team, 1980, for our era. Hey, what about Herb Cook, man? We had seven. I'm, that's 86. I kill, kill, I still kill Herb. <laughs> I kill Cardinals, too. I don't care. I crossed the line. <laughs> but, Paul, we had Daryl Griffith, mm-hmm. Derek Smith, Rodney McRae, Scooter McRae, uh-huh. Lancaster Gordon, Charles Jones, Jerry Eves, Milt Wagner, Billy Thompson. Derek Smith and I are both second year in the league in San Diego. Beautiful sitting out, sipping some Mai Tai. We didn't drink either one of us, but who cares? Drinking some orange juice and said the competition at Louisville was so keen that we were so lucky and fortunate that we weren't injured or we didn't have great issues because there was someone there waiting to take our position. Milt Wagner is a close friend of mine. I spoke to him yesterday. He called me yesterday. When we were at Denny's, and we spoke, but if I slipped, he was good enough to take my position. He was better. No, there's no question. i am being honest with you. Lancaster Gordon. (laughs) It put pressure on young people. Do you think that that's good for a college student? Yeah. Or do you all think that's bad for a college student? That kind of pressure, because there was pressure. You all all know. Paul, you know there's pressure on those college kids that people don't understand.
4: That was one of the reasons why I moved to, to Kentucky that, that last year. But I think in life you have pressure. I got pressure go. every every month to pay my mortgage. Stay Maybe. closer to you, know, I got mm-hmm. pressure, you know, my everyday job. So pressure is just a part of life, you know. But I think okay. steel sharpens steel. And, and when I say that, when that team you just said, you got so much better. Every one of those guys got so much better True. than playing each other that you didn't even know how good you were till you go play somebody else, you know. And then that's why you have so many professional athletes come out of there. And that was the same mindset with PJ in Kentucky. You know, are you going to go somewhere in practice is more competitive than actually playing most of your games? You know, so when you get drafted, you don't have to go have to average twenty and ten. I got look at look at the Brandon McCoy here at UNLV. You know, he averaged twenty and ten or whatever it was, and and it was just tough. You know, it's tough. So I'm, I'm okay with pressure because that's a part of life. Okay, you know,
3: that's a not, part of life. And not only that, Paul, if I, I, I say this: if you're going to plan on going to the league. You're going to have to play the best of the best. There's no, re- yeah. there's no running from pressure. You you, you can't run you can't from being a spot. star. If you're going to be an NBA ball player, you've got yeah. to play the best of the best and be able to take jobs, Jerry. That's just the bottom line. You you took jobs. Y'all weren't Little sitting Tony. in my
2: Miller Hall dorm room, and I was sitting well, up there uh, going, uh, boy, there's a lot of pressure out here.
3: <laughs> but <laughs> I'm telling you guys. But, but, but was it more pressure than your dad telling you, Jerry, if you come in here with some bad grades, think what I'm going to do to you. Right. Well, see
2: now that part, George. I'm going to give it 100 percent true. That My one. dad was five foot nine, never played basketball in his life. And again, was a was that
3: pressure on you.
2: <laughs> and all he told me is that if we put time in you, and you say you want to be good at that, you have to try to be your best. And That's he it. demanded your best. Right. Didn't mean your best would be good enough to be a professional player. Right. But there was pressure. From the word go. say go to you be go. your best at everything that we
3: did. And that's why that I didn't integrity bother you with at what you do. No,
2: and, and it and that's why it didn't bother you. But at I still think that people need to know, and it didn't, George. It really didn't. Nah, if you people could, need generally. to know a lot of. Okay, I can give you all guys Derek Hort at Kentucky. I don't know if you remember that name. No doubt. But he was a great player coming out of high school. But the pressure of being at Kentucky really put him in a quandary, guys. There's a lot of players throughout the country that have a hard time. With the pressure of college athletics, but I think just like I have four kids, they're all different. There you go. You see what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I can't say
4: that same pressure would have worked for my son Spencer or my son Tyler. Mm-hmm. It, it just is—they're not built that way. Yes. So you got to pick the right situation for your kid. You know what I'm saying? So it's not—it's not Kentucky is not for everybody. And
3: it's then not. you also said some Paul that was really profound early. Bj had those goals at a young age. When you set goals for yourself and you and you do it at a young age, you really plan on doing something that's special that other people can't do. Like you said, in the town that you lived in, you know, we, we wouldn't expect him to be as good as his, but look what he did. And, right. and he didn't run from anything. So if you're going to be on the top and, and those that don't make it, Jay, like you name the name, you're not going to make it because it just wasn't for you. Everybody's not going to be in baby ball player. But that don't mean you're not going to accept life. Right. Now
2: let's get to, we want to get to the trade. Um, Elliot, I want time on my last segment, so let's go to break. When we come back, we've got to talk a little bit about the Summer League, Paul, mm-hmm. and what's going on with the trade and the amount of money that's being thrown around in front of these players. I got Paul Washington on. Great conversation. I got Mike Vine. Thanks for getting Paul on. He said I could go straight through him, but I had to go through you, Mike. I'm going to get Paul straight when we leave. George Williams. <laughs> That snake's
1: in the corner waiting I'm going to get you. my money's worth, my advertising, Jerry. There you go. You know, I, I need to step your game up a little bit. Step
2: it up, baby. I got no problem with don't it. Don't put I, no pressure on him. I have him. great Mike, friends, Mike, I told you. Mike,
3: don't put mm. no mm. pressure on him. He's not no starter in, great in the teammates. Car <laughs>
2: Let me tell you something.
3: Nothing on, better than great on. teammates.
2: E-Sports Radio, 502-571-1080. Talk to you in a minute. Welcome back to Esports sports Radio. It is I hope it's beautiful in the L.A. area. Paul, Louisville is the first L.A. area. So there's two L.A.s, Los Angeles and the Louisville area. Don't forget it. And Lexington area is third. Don't forget that either, George. Excuse
3: me? <laughs> but, don't forget it, George. You're you, you off the microphone, Jess. Speak up loud and we can't I'm going to move here. you to Fayetteville if I have to.
2: You're getting ready to be part of Fayetteville. If you, if you keep messing with me, George. <laughs> but, Paul, we just had a huge, massive trade. CP3, Chris Paul, Russell Westbrook. Flip-flopped. One goes to OKC, Chris Paul. Russell goes to Houston, has a chance to play with his former teammate and Harden again. Draft picks were swapped. Even deal. Money's even. I'm telling everyone now so no one has to implicate themselves. Both players are difficult guys in the locker room. That's just a fact. Who do you think got the best end of the deal, Paul?
4: Um, mm-hmm. If I was just outside looking in, I would say probably Houston since they have... Some sort of uh, friendship already. Already played together, got some history planned. I think the last time they played together, though, the roles are a little bit different. Yes, you know, you have one up and coming all star, one six man. Absolutely, you now did. You, gotta, you know,
2: now James, Harden, NBA, is the man. The man. James Harden is the man. But James Harden is the man. Especially in it. Houston, but yes. he's
4: the man across the league. So I think uh, they have to get over, it, figure that one out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but once they do, I think they actually genuinely do like each other. So I think that'll be good.
2: I agree with you, Mike. What do you think? Because you got a lot of people that we were at all the parties that were informing us of all the details. What do you think, Mike?
1: Um, you know, they're both uh, they're both getting up there in age. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, both of them right there at 30-31, Yes, I, I, I don't I don't really see a benefit to either one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think one is better than the other. Um, you know, I, I'm such a, a youth guy. Mm-hmm. You know, I like the P.J. Washington's coming in. I like the upside. Um, uh, so I, I don't. Well, know. here's the deal, Mike. Houston knows for
2: sure that they cannot win it with Harden and Chris Paul. They cannot win the West, period. They're in the business and their owner is in the business of wanting to win it, the entire championship. So the move makes sense for Houston because Chris Paul and James Harden could not win an NBA championship. They could not get out of the West. And now that the West has Davis and LeBron together, Leonard also with the biggest coup, which I hope we have a chance to get to, that Clipper coup was unbelievable with Paul George. They know they have to make drastic moves. So I think myself, Houston has gotten the best end of it. I'm with you, Paul. George Paul said he doesn't think Chris Paul ever plays for OKC. He's going to have to play for an extended period of time because I don't think they can find the money to match. A team would have to trade almost the entire team to get a Chris Paul, which no one's going to do. Injury prone, difficult guy in the locker room. And I'm telling you, when John Lucas, who is the best in the world at managing players, says that he's a great kid, but he is a difficult force in that locker room. Between those four walls, that means he's a difficult force, guys. That's all there is to it. So I don't see how long he'll stay with OKC. I see that OKC will probably buy him out year two or three. And then Chris Paul is going to have to adjust his attitude to be to the level of his ability. He's a good player, Paul, but he's not as good as his mind thinks he is. That's the problem. Neither was Kobe when he left.
4: You know? No, hey, absolutely. After that, that Achilles, age, mm-hmm. uh, it's tough for him. You know, that mid, early to mid thirties. <laughs> now
2: that's hold up, now hold up reality. for you, Kobe Brown, I'm a Kobe fan.
4: <laughs> Kobe
2: was true. 37 when he popped out Achilles. Then he slid at 31. He was the Mamba.
4: Kobe, Kobe had it's what palm palm some down points down his in. last game on? Like how many shots attempts?
2: Oh no, he shot up all the ball. <laughs> I <laughs> I was at the game when he had 67 against Dallas. Mm-hmm. We sat in Carlton's box. A friend of Jeffrey Howard, friend of ours, owns a box at the Staples Center. Mm-hmm. He's a big Aggie. We all went to the game. He he gave Dallas 67 and three quarters. So you got to leave the mamba alone now. <laughs> Don't put the mamba and Chris Paul in the same sentence. <laughs> but, George, yes, what do you think?
3: Oh, Jared, my, I think that they both d- ball dominant guards. My mm-hmm. only problem that I see with uh, Westbrook is that when the game is on the line, he he wants to be the alpha dog at all times. He doesn't know how to defer. I thought that was one of the big problems with him and Durant was when the game is on the line and you know yourself, Jerry, being a point guard, you find a man with the hot hand. You don't try to say, well, I'll win it and I haven't hit. I'm four out of 14 or I'm four out of 24. You look at the guy that can win the game for you on that night, and I don't think that he can do it in the big on the big stage. That's my problem with it. And Harden wants the ball all the time. So I don't I don't know. I okay. to me they're both even, I don't think that either the one I'm gonna really benefit their team. I was shocked by the trade altogether.
2: Okay. Excellent. Let's get to PJ. First thing, Paul, he's not playing in the summer league. Why not? PJ uh did a great job with the University of Kentucky, gave everything he had.
4: Um, and the injury that he sustained in the uh, SEC tournament against Tennessee is still uh, lagging a little bit you okay. know, from a standpoint of if we didn't have to worry about getting workouts in to get ready for the NBA draft, he would be ready. You know, But uh, unfortunately, his body and the time frame that we put him in to try to go workouts, pro day, all that stuff, to finish mm-hmm. at Kentucky, when he first got injured in Nashville, he should have just stopped playing. You know, But unfortunately... You know, it, it wasn't broke; it's, it's just a strain. Uh, and with strains, it takes time. And with time, it, you can take two weeks off, then you go back for a week, then you start that clock all over again. Yes. Uh, so I guess I mean I guess I can raise my hand and say okay. I'm, I'm probably the reason uh, why he's not playing now because we haven't had enough time in between that injury for him to heal. Uh, and that's all it is. And, and we rather play for the start of the season than playing the summer league uh, mm-hmm. right now. just not that important to us at there this you, point. you go.
2: So he's that funny. means I can send you my plane ticket. You're going to reimburse because I came to see PJ. But you got oh, his dad. God. There you go, baby. You got for that, free, you got, too. You got but I'm going to get you the hat and the shirt. <laughs> now, Paul, and, and let's Paul, continue. Let me say
3: one thing, Jeff, for you continue. Mm-hmm. Paul, you got to know one thing about Jerry East. He still got the first dollar he made when he came to the league in his pocket. That's why he's trying <laughs> to find a way for somebody to play for to the, the play plane for ticket. For That's <laughs> why I'm not out there now. Now, you know, Dan Patrick brings his crew with him. Right, me and Elliot are sitting back here now with nowhere to go, and Jerry's (laughs) out in Vegas enjoying himself. Sunny Las Vegas.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, George, George, when I get back, I'll tell you. But we pimped Jerry yesterday. They did, they
0: did, uh, (laughs) George. We
1: we, he did. Oh my God! Tell me. Absolutely did. Tell Uh, me. Jeffrey bought a ticket, and we forgot that uh, when I kept counting, I kept counting six people, and I forgot that, of course, you know, freebie over there. Right. I have credentials. credentials. Exactly. Uh, So we really (laughs) didn't need this extra ticket. Um, So I told Jeffrey, I said, Jeffrey, now be quiet for a second. I said, give me that ticket, and uh, I said, okay, Jerry, uh, we're all good. We took care of everybody. Uh, but you owe forty dollars to Jeffrey. Yeah, he. Beat me? And, <laughs> How it. And took and uh, and and uh, we took it. We saw him. We actually saw him reaching his wallet. No, you didn't. I swear to God. I wish I had the camera. Running. I wish
3: you did too, because I won't believe. Paul see, is kind of friends and, I and, got, Paul
1: and, and he took forty dollars out of his pocket, and I gave it back to Jeffrey. Yeah. Um, so you know what? I mean, it was it was once in a million. <laughs> see, but I, but when I uh, when he passes, I can. People.
2: <laughs> you got some money out of
1: me. What happens if yeah, Vegas, Vegas? Stays in Vegas. Exactly. Never, happened again.
2: Never
3: happened again. Trust me. Oh, well, I'm, I'm shocked see. it happened then.
2: <laughs> now let's move into what we're watching with this summer league, some of the players that are playing. Your son being drafted by the Charlotte Hornets. That was my form, one of my former employees. I had employers. I had quite a few. What do you think about landing in Charlotte? Do you like the position that he's in? Do you like the ownership in Michael Jordan? Talk mm-hmm. to me.
4: We're excited that he got drafted first and foremost. Uh, you know, when, when you get drafted, you don't get a choice of where you want to you know? go. So we're going to make the best out of it. Uh, great organization. I uh, haven't had the opportunity to sit down with Mr. Jordan and talk to him yet in that realm. Uh, I coached at the Jordan game, so I met him there. Okay. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that, you know, me and my family doing that. But there again, it's just, you know, the coach coming from the San Antonio motto. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously with trades, with, with the Kimba. Uh, with Rozier, we, we're yes, with Terry coming, yeah, Cardinal. we're going to go a little mm-hmm. bit younger. Uh, that's the future, uh, and, and drafting PJ uh, at that 12th pick, okay. and, and he'll be a part of that future. So, I mean, it's a it's a situation as a parent, as a dad, as a coach. You want your kid out there playing, you know. Uh, so I'm excited that he'll, you know, he'll work his way. Like we said, we rolled a ball out. He'll go out there and, and, and compete, and he has a legit a legitimate opportunity to play and be productive for a team. So I'm excited about that.
2: City of Charlotte, is that something that you, were you wanting a New York City? Did you want the big lights, or are you fine with a smaller market?
4: Mr. Eves, it could have been Alaska.
2: I'm, I'm with, with you. you. <laughs> I swear <laughs> to God, I, I didn't care. When they said Utah Jazz, I was happy as a lark. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I have going to Pluto to play. I think so. <laughs> I mean, that's Pluto's just, city. that's enlightening, because you don't know how many people are talking about where they're going to play. You get an opportunity to play on 30 NBA teams. Come on, man. But we've had players, forced trades, quarterbacks, the Manning brothers with right. the NFL. We have had people, force trades, right. not wanting to go to one of the franchise cities. Now now that he's there, of course, Kimball Walker has gone to Boston mm-hmm. at 100 plus crazy million. You have a $58 million Terry Rozier, former Cardinal, going to run the point for you. It's a youth movement. I think they now Frank Kaminsky has moved on. It's a youth movement with the program. You see your son staying there long term. You think it's a 10 year, or do you think he'll be four or five years looking to move? (laughs) We just got there. We hadn't even settled there yet,
4: Jerry.
3: (laughs)
2: I got to look at the future.
3: (laughs) I need to know. Well, with
4: the the politically correct answers, Jerry, we want to play for one team for his home. It
2: is. But, guys, Uh, let's just be honest. Through this year's free agency, guys, let's just be honest with this now, Paul. Through this year's free agency and what we've seen in the NBA. The most phenomenal free agent period ever. Mm -hmm. There's movement. That is now part of the game. Well, this generation is different. Absolutely. Absolutely.
3: Bird didn't move. Exactly. No, no. Back in there. But yes. Isaiah didn't move. Exactly. Old school. Uh, And and, and I think one thing we're not thinking about, it goes in cycles. You know what I mean? I mean, what, what goes on 10 years from now and then. You know, the league changes. But I got a question I would like to ask all you guys since you in Vegas.
2: Adam Silver is going to make a change to some of these free agent moves, guys. So all we'll right.
3: wait and see. Well, Mr. Eve, can I, can I continue on? Hurry up, George. Okay. a uh, question I want to <laughs> ask you guys is, who's some of the, who is the best player each one of you saw that's not – I know, Mr. Washington, you, I don't know if you want to answer that or not, but who are some of the best players that you can tell us that you guys are seeing out there that it may surprise us, that may get a, a contract that we didn't think would get a contract? Paul, go ahead. No, I'll let you guys go first because I gotta, I gotta.
2: Yeah, think about more. that. Well, yeah, I'm going to so tell so you much. for mine, and I've already said it. The league has lost its mind when Taco Fall, who has been on my show, yeah. was not drafted mm-hmm. last night. He's five for five, Paul, eight rebounds, five mm-hmm. for seven, excuse me, eight rebounds for Boston. How
1: sixty he had opportunities five or six blocks exactly
2: least. sixty opportunities for someone to take Taco Fall that standing flat footed with his hands up. His hands are his fingers are an inch above the rim. I'm watching draft picks. I hate to say this. I'm watching little Clements for Houston, the young man from Campbell mm-hmm. that scored a lot of points, who is Jeffrey Howard was with me, who is five foot seven, two guard, shooting up all the balls, and was drafted. <laughs> right. And you have a Taco Fall that is seven six, mobile. He's better than my roommate in nineteen eighty two, Mark Eaton. Today, he's better than Mark Eaton was in his Hall of Fame years. Taco fall for me. Uh,
1: I tell you, I'm going to go the reverse. Um, Okay. uh, I'm going to go who was probably a little bit disappointing to me um, is uh, R.J. Barrett. Uh, R.J. is, uh, you know, he he was known to get to the hole uh, and get fouled and get to the line. I don't think he's a good shooter at all. Uh, Jerry thinks he can shoot. Um, but but I think when when RJ goes and plays with the grown men, we'll find uh, out. I don't think he's going to succeed. I think,
4: I think the kid from Arizona State, Zylon. Okay, you know, a lot of hustle, a lot of yes. energy. I think we just took away from all the star power. But he's he's going to give everything. Paul,
2: back. love you. That's Paul Washington, PJ Washington's dad, Mike Vine. Without you, I wouldn't be able to do this. George, have a great weekend. We Same love here. you all. Be safe. Bye bye. See you back in the city.
0: Plus.